Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, Mount Calvary Nation. How y'all doing this morning? Amen. Amen. Those that are here and those that are watching online, we greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Are there any glad folks in here this morning? Amen. Come on, stand up on your feet. Let's give God some praise on this morning. Amen. Amen. I want to bring a little bit of word this morning from Genesis chapter number one. I I just want to read the first four words in the first verse of the first chapter of the book of the Bible. Amen, somebody. It 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 reads, in the beginning, God. I got to say that one more again. In the beginning, God. See, before anything was made that was made, there was God. Before God created the heaven and the earth, uh, there was God. Before God carved out a valley and created a nice high mountain, there was God. Before there were bears and bees and fish and, and birds, there was God. Amen. Before God created man in his own image, there was God. And see, I believe that we would... If we would begin with God before we do anything in this life, we would be all experiencing a greater rate of success than we do when we start without him. I wish somebody would say amen. I'm I'm a little excited up here. See, somebody wouldn't be on marriage number four if they would have began with God before marriage number one. Somebody ought to shout amen up in here. Somebody would have a few less things to say about their children in a negative way if they would have brought them to God from the beginning. Amen, somebody. And somebody wouldn't be dreading to go to work on tomorrow. I done brought up that job. If you would have began with God before you searched for that job. Amen. And even your days would be much better if you began them with God. God. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 3, chapter uh, 3, verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. I, I got to do a mini review. So before you go out and look for that spouse, you ought to begin with God. Before you even bring children into this world, you ought to begin with God. Before you go on a job search, amen, somebody, you ought to begin with God. And before you run out on starting your day, put that foot on the ground, you ought to get down on your knees and begin with God. God. And before Brother Johnson comes and leads the choir, before Sister Jackie comes and gives observations, before Lady Chanel comes and preaches the word of God, we are going to begin with, oh my goodness, Father God, we thank you for this day. We praise thy holy and righteous name. Thank you for waking us up on this morning. 
thank you for starting us on our way. We pray, Father God, Lord, for our pastor as he's traveling to Columbus to preach the word of God on today. We lift up Lady Chanel on this morning that you'll be with her as she's delivered your word on today. We pray, Father God, Lord, for all those that are bereaved of, love, of loved ones on this day. Now fill this place with your presence, Father God, so that we may worship your name in spirit and in truth. It's in the blessed name of Jesus that we pray. Let the church say amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. With this song, when you hear us sing hallelujah, we just want you to wave your hands all over this sanctuary. Hallelujah. It's a simple song. Come on and bless the Lord with me. Come on and bless the Lord with me. That's all we're singing. Come on and bless the Lord with me. Come on and bless the Lord with me. Come on, y'all. Everybody clap your hands. Come on and bless the Lord. Come on and bless the Lord with me. Come on. 
deserves my worship. He deserves my praise. Hallelujah. It's the highest praise I can give to him. He's been that Hallelujah. Smile at somebody near you. Just smile. I know the weather is crazy, but just smile. We have to remind ourselves of his goodness. Things may not be perfect in your life right now, but I'm standing here because of your grace and your mercy, Lord. And I'm trusting and believing. And I'm leaning on you, Lord. I need you, Lord, because you are my strength. You're my hope. You're my peace. You're my joy. You're my grace. And that grace reaches to me. You are my strength. song. We don't want you to just stand here and watch. The words are up there. Think about your situation. Think about what God has brought you through. Sing this song with us. It reaches to me. So we lift our hands. Say it again. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Like no, other. like no other, it reaches to me. You say, In the fullness of your grace, in the power of your name, you lift me up, Lord. You lift me up. In the fullness, in the fullness of your grace, in the power of your name, in the power of your name, you lift me up. 
say amazing grace. Amazing grace. Grace like no other. Grace like no other. Gives us grace like no other. Grace like no other. It reaches to me. It reaches to me. Winston, but I am doing the pastoral observations today. But first, let me welcome all who are in the sanctuary today and all who may be watching online through YouTube or our Facebook page. Welcome. And if you are visiting here at Mount Calvary and you're not at this point, uh, part of Mount Calvary Nation, would you be willing to let us see who you are by standing and let us know who's... Welcome, welcome into this place. Mount Calvary, we're going to welcome our visitors. Welcome you into Mount Calvary, this house of worship. So glad you came, exalt his name, let's lift him up together. Thank God we're here from far and near, the Lord has brought us this far. And with the love of Christ we are transforming
are always welcome in this place. Please pray for Pastor Sam as he preaches first at Union Baptist Grove Church in Columbus and then for his pastor's anniversary at the New Salem Baptist Church in Columbus this morning. So Pastor Sam is preaching twice this morning and then once this evening at 5 o'clock here in Dayton at the Restoration Church at 904 Vernon Drive, which is at the corner of Riverview and Vernon. We will worship with Restoration Church for their church anniversary. Pastor Sam will preach a powerful word and the choir will be ministering in song. Join us next Sunday at our 1030 worship hour as we honor the elect lady of the Mount Calvary Nation, Lady Chanel. Reverend Dr. Cynthia Turner Wood of Lanham, Maryland will be our special guest and there will be an opportunity to share gifts with Lady C. That's next Sunday at 1030. Do you have a warm smile and you love people? Well, the registration team needs you. There will be a brief meeting today immediately after church for those interested in joining the team. If you would like to join the team but are not able to make the meeting today, please call the church office at 937-268-6737 and leave your name and a phone number at which you can be reached. Do you have any questions and need answers? Then come and join the Women's Ministry Girl Chat in person November 19th from 6 to 8 p.m. Engage with us on our Girl Chat panel discussion about relationships and Christianity. For any questions, more details, or to simply connect, join the Mount Calvary Women's Ministry Facebook page. The Visitation Ministry is adopting Mary Scott and Carriage Inn nursing homes this holiday season. Beginning November 27th through December 18th, you can bring donations for the nursing homes or just order the items online and have them shipped right here to the church. For the list of requested donations, please get a flyer from the table in the lobby or visit our Facebook page or the church website at mountcalvarychurch.life. I also have a, an additional announcement. Our own Riley Manual who is a student at the Miami Valley School, is now a sixth grader at the Miami Valley School. Not only was she selected or elected sixth grade class president, but she can now add actress to her resume. The middle school is putting on a musical performance of The Little Mermaid, 
Riley auditioned and earned the role of the popular villain Ursula. The musical is at the Miami Valley School this coming weekend with two performances, Friday, November 18th, and Saturday, November 19th. The tickets are $15 for adults and $10 for students. They can be purchased at the door, but also in advance. If you're interested in securing a ticket in advance or have questions about the location of the school, please see Riley's mom, Kelly, after service, and she can provide you the link to purchase your tickets online as well as answer any questions you may have about the show. So Mount Calvary Nation, our own, is, is participating in an event, and we need to come and support what God is doing in the life of one of our young people. Is there anyone from, well, women's ministry, we would like to ask um, Minister Ashley to come and kind of give you an update on the girl chat that's coming up this Saturday. And is there anyone from visitation ministry? Okay. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. All right. I know God has been good to us. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. Amen. All right. So I'm here on behalf of the women's ministry. Miss um, Jackie did mention that we will have girl chat on next Saturday. Please come out. We're looking forward to having this sanctuary filled up with women. If you have any questions about relationships, uh, we have some women on the panelists who have gone through divorces. If you have questions about that, um, issues going on in your marriage, we do have um, just where you can send questions anonymously so you don't have to be put on the spot, but we do have a panel of women who are willing to be open and honest and upfront about what's going on and provide some great advice. And we just need you guys to show up. Are y'all going to show up? Are y'all going to show up? All right. So if y'all could come out next Saturday from 6 to 8, the 6 to 6.30, we're just going to have like drinks and um, stuff for you to enjoy. And then from 6.30 to 8 is the actual panel discussion. So I hope to see you all here. I hope you guys come out. Uh, we're doing this for us women here. Um, and we, guys, we wanted a women's ministry. We have one. We just need you guys to participate and show up. Amen. Amen. Tomorrow at 11 a.m. will be the funeral of Kenneth Burris, the son of Linda Starks Burris. Um, we would like to have you to be here to support the family. If you can't be, please keep them in your prayers. Um, we also have a very, very busy November ahead of us. As I've mentioned before, we have a 5 o'clock service today at Restoration. November 20th, we are at Resurrection Baptist Church, 1444 Darst Avenue, as they kick off their 
Building Fund campaign, November 23rd, Macedonia Baptist Church, that's the day before Thanksgiving, at 7 p.m., November 24th, Thanksgiving worship service at St. Luke Baptist Church at 10.30 a.m. here at Mount Calvary, and November 27th is Young Adult Sunday at 10.30 a.m. here at Mount Calvary, followed by a young adult brunch with Pastor Winston. So all young adults of Mount Calvary are urged to attend. Sister Wortham, you have an announcement. Good morning, Mount Calvary Nation. I am, thank you, I'm Azoya, and I'm here on behalf of the Visitation Ministry. As mentioned earlier, we are excited to be able to resume our outreach community event with two nursing homes in the Dayton area. We are seeking donations for the men and women that reside at the nursing home. Um, it could be t-shirts, socks, hats, gloves, um, large print word puzzles. You will also see bins when you come into church next week to put those donations in. And if you wouldn't mind signing a Christmas card so that we can present a Christmas card to every resident at the facility. And then also our online congregation, we did not forget about our online members. You can actually go to Amazon, select the item, put it in your cart, and actually send it here to the church. And that address is, uh, I have the address here, 3375 Thaler Way, 45406 Dayton, Ohio. So if you'd like, you can go out on Amazon, actually put that item in your cart, and have it mailed here directly at the church. We are in the process of putting that um, website or that link on the website so that you can go out there, hit the link, and send your items here. Thank you. My last announcement, Jayanne uh, Middleton, you lost your purse, and Deacon Sandifer has your purse, so don't leave without getting your possessions. Thank you, and be blessed of the Lord this week, Mount Calvary Nation. Video that they would like um, to show us on today. Mount Media has a video. Amen. Growing up as a man isn't always easy. What people see on the outside isn't always what's being held in our hearts, and we can begin walking down the wrong path. But as a man, we should be vulnerable enough to seek help while still maintaining our manhood. It's nothing to it but to do. Coming up this Monday at 7 p.m. Can I count on you to be there?
Praise the Lord. A goal. A goal for us as we return back to the church from COVID is that we reestablish the connection between the choir stand and the congregation. We want to reestablish the connection between the choir stand, the music, and the congregation. We would hate for you to just sit back, relax, and enjoy the good sounds. This is a great choir. Let's give God a hand for that group. And we have an extraordinary band. But I don't want you to just fall back, take it in, enjoy it. But like, oh, that was nice. We want to establish a connection, a bridge, a direct connection between what they're singing and your participation. So there's a song I want to teach you, a song that you, I want you to be able to take with you for the rest of the week until we see you again. A song that can bless you as you're driving your car when you're dealing with things at work, dealing with things at home. My heart is ready to receive a blessing from you. Hear the words. My hands are lifted up. My heart is ready to receive a blessing from you, Jesus. A blessing from you. Choir, help me say my hands are lifted up. It's a simple song. My heart is ready. My heart is ready to receive. As she brings the word, a blessing. A blessing from you. I don't want to leave the way I came. A blessing from you, Lord. A blessing from you. Let's say it again. My hands are lifted up. My hands are lifted up. My heart is ready to receive. My heart is ready to receive. We want you to learn this song and sing this with us. A blessing from you. a process. Break me, melt me, mold me, fill me. My heart is ready to receive a blessing from you. Hallelujah. I need to receive a blessing from you. Say that with us. Say break me, melt me,
libertad.
getting, um, receiving a good word, shouting and snotting, and then you go outside the same way you come in. Forget what pastor has preached and start acting like you did before you knew Jesus. So look for that information on our website. Um, that will be that will be there. Um, let's see. Also, uh, Sister Jackie announced that Pastor will be preaching this morning and this evening. You want me to take this one? Thank you, sir. He'll be preaching this morning and this evening at five at Restoration. If y'all don't get filled today, this morning, go see him tonight at five at Restoration. <laughs> We certainly uh, thank Brother Craig Johnson, who is a candidate for the Director of Arts and Worship position. Next week, um, we will be hearing from the second candidate. And please keep the search committee in your prayers as um, we continue to find God's choice for this house. All right, let's get into this so that I can get on to my Sunday afternoon nap because God apparently only speaks to me between 2.30 a.m. and 5.30 a.m. But thank God anyway, I'm here. Hold on, this uh, swoop getting on my nerves. My daughter this morning called it the early 2000s mom hairstyle with the swoop. And it's getting in my uh, Aaliyah feeling like Aaliyah. Anyway, Pastor has masterfully walked us through John's account of the miraculous acts of Jesus Christ while he was on this earth. He's highlighted that the reason John shared these specific acts, because there, there were way more, was that we would believe. He was doing it to encourage our faith. And as we head to our study on prayer, if you all recall, we looked at seven miracles that Jesus performed in John. Changing water into wine, healing the royal official son, healing of the paralytic at the pool, feeding over 5,000 with um, fish and loaves of bread, walking on water, healing a man born blind, and raising Lazarus from the dead. This was all with the purpose of establishing a foundation for our faith as we head to prayer. For Hebrews 11:6 tells us, but without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. This is good news for the believer as well as the non-believer because John 3.16 tells us, come on, you all know it, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I know, I know, those of you who have been in church for any time, I already know this stuff. You have memorized it, you studied it, you quoted it, and even taught it. But I believe there is a word for both new believers, old believers, and, you know, commitment in time, not age, um, alike. So in keeping with our trajectory towards the study of prayer, I want to look at this foundational scripture that most of us were taught in probably some course, some new members course that describes for us exactly how faith works. You already heard it in our reading, Hebrews 11, 1 through 2. You all know it. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. 
It is here that I would like to present the sermon title. I would typically present the sermon title, but I don't have one for you. However, since Hebrews 11, 1 through 2 could be considered one of the foundational Bible memory verses, and most can recite it by heart, I simply want to welcome you all to my faith refresher course. Welcome. Okay? Refresher course. You have heard this term when it relates to education. It is a short course that is designed to bring learners back to the basics by reviewing some of the fundamentals that they may have forgotten. And the author of Hebrews seems to suspect that his audience is in need of the review of the basics. How do we know this? Well, through the entire book of Hebrews, the unknown author makes a series of statements, arguments, and exhortations to his audience that indicate to us that they were Jewish converts to Christianity who were facing persecution, being slaughtered, desperate in despair, simply for being Christians. And it's because of this threat, these threats, many turned away from the faith. This particular group of once faithful believers were considered or had were considering or had turned away from the original teachings of Christ, which the Bible calls sin. He says in chapter 3, 12 through 14, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart which turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ. Indeed, we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. And it's because of this threat of unbelief that the author seems to think that his audience could benefit from a faith refresher course. So what I observed first about this exhortation in this book of Hebrews is that our author begins with a review, a review of a few foundational truths. That is my first point in this faith refresher course as we head to this series on prayer review. The unknown author reviews several things in an effort to warn them against sin or unbelief and to serve as a basis as to why they should persevere and keep the faith. And it is because this is just a refresher course, I don't have much time to teach all the material that the author gets into because the writer, I bet the most of you are familiar with all this stuff already whether you put it into practice or not. The material presented in this chapter is so basic that the author says to the group of believers in chapter 5, 11 through 14, I'm going to paraphrase, that this is foundational stuff. This is stuff that you should already know and understand. It is elementary stuff. Information that you yourself should be able to teach by now. But instead, I'm having to go back and review it over and over again with you. He even calls them slow to learn. I don't make this stuff up. I just report it. He calls them slow to learn. And in verses 13 through 14, he says, you need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, 
who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good and evil. I know, I know, none of the believers here within the Mount Calvary Nation fall into this category. This review is probably for some other church members at another congregation. So I won't go into great detail. You can read the book by yourself some other time, but I will provide a short summary of some of the major themes that the author touches on in this book in order to prepare us for what's next. In addition to warning the audience against unbelief, which he calls sin, thank you, admonishing them for their immaturity and uh, their ability to distinguish good from evil and encouraging them to repent and persevere, the author reviews Jesus' identity, his authority, his sovereignty, his superiority, his relatability, his competency, his reliability, and the finality of his work as a high priest, the perfect lamb that was slain for our sins. He was the offerer and the offering. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father. You may be thinking, well, this review isn't for me. I know this stuff. I have remained faithful. I am able to discern, discern good from evil. I even understand how repentance works. Well, then just bear with me because this must be for your neighbor. But before we get too carried away, thinking that this review is for someone else, before you check completely out, I would like to propose that we may not be so different from this audience. We may not be so different from who the author was writing to. So let me help us out. Surely the author of this book isn't speaking to us because in tough times like a global pandemic, racial injustice and unrest, events like the January 6th foolishness, while we were stuck in our homes, some of us alone, some of us crowded with too many other people, some of us bored, stressed, depressed, and overwhelmed, some of us who had lost our jobs and our loved ones as a result, some of us did indeed waver in our faith. Some of us decided to respond to the racial injustices with hate returning evil for evil. In order to cope with the stress, anxiety, fear, depression, some of us fell back to some of our old ways. Does any of this sound familiar? Instead of praying more or reading our Bible more, which is the training our author is talking about, we turn back to some things we did before we became new creatures. We even discovered some new habits, all in the sake of coping. Some of us cracked open that bottle some of us rolled up something. You were bored, so you called up that man or woman that you ended things with months ago, talking about they in my social bubble, so it's, it's okay. I know I'm right. You don't even need to Google and check the stats, although they're there. But I lived it, and I know I'm not alone. I'm just proposing that maybe those of us who claim to be seasoned saints shouldn't be so quick to tune me out today. Maybe we aren't so different from the writer's audience who were losing their faith in Christ, all because they weren't consistent in their training, which produces the ability to distinguish good from evil. Don't get it twisted. My point is not to focus on the behaviors or these actions, but rather to address what's at the root. What's at the root, you ask? 
It's a lack of recognition that Jesus is Lord over everything, period. Instead of turning to the one who's from everlasting to everlasting, we turn to temporary fixes. Instead of turning to Jehovah Jireh, who is our provider, we join these pyramid schemes and games where you give somebody $100 to join that group, and then you bring in five others, and they give you $100, and by then you got $1,000. Listen, instead of believing God as our prince of peace, who can give us peace that passes all understanding, we ran the fool for comfort. Instead of trusting in the Lord with all our heart and leaning not into our own understanding and acknowledge him in all our ways, trusting that he will direct your paths, you stayed when he told you to move and you moved when he told you to stay. Instead of trusting in a God who spoke everything into existence when there was nothing, we believed only with what our eyes could see. Instead of looking at God in an awesome wonder, we limited him to our own imaginations. Instead of recognizing that he is the only sovereign God who is not bound by time, we put time limits on him to fix it. And standing firm in our faith, in the face of hard times, we, just like the audience of this book, may have forgotten that Jesus is Lord, period. The author reviews some foundational truths about God to remind this, uh, their audience, his audience, what this is all about, what this Christian race is all about. Next in our refresher course, the un unknown author of this book, book tries to help the Jewish uh, converts to understand what true faith looks like. And he summarizes it by reiterating what faith is. That's my second point. And that brings us to our scripture focus for today. Let's start with Hebrews 11.1. 1. The author provides a description of faith as to reiterate what it is. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I like the way the Message Bible puts it. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It is our handle on what we can't see. Here again, I could spend a whole semester going through this verse, but this is just a refresher and we don't have time. So, so here it is. Here is what the author is reiterating about faith. Faith is the substance of my hope. It is what I have to stand for on. It's my assurance. It is the outward result of an inward persuasion, which is the evidence, the proof of what is unseen. In other words, faith is my act of obedience to the who when I don't even see the how, when, or where. Faith is my substance, my assurance, my foundation that says in the face of trouble what the psalmist says in Psalms, in Psalm 27. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Psalms 56, 3 says, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. Faith is the foundation on which I stand. Our faith in God agrees also with the hymnologist that says, Christ, the solid rock I stand. You know this, Brother Craig? All of the ground is sinking sand. 
In our faith refresher, we see the author reviewing the facts about Christ, reiterating the foundation of faith, and next we see the author recalling their history. Verse 2 says, this is what the ancients were commended for. I like how the Message Bible puts this also. The act of faith is what distinguishes our ancestors and sets them above the crowd. The author begins to do a roll call of the champions of faith. I've heard some preachers say it, some Baptist preachers say it, okay? I could go on and on, but again, this is only a refresher. I ain't got time uh, to go into details, but y'all already know this stuff. The author of Hebrews recalls the actions of our forefathers, the forefathers and mothers of the faith that this audience probably learned about while they were sitting in synagogue, while they were at the dinner tables with their families. In an attempt to encourage these suffering believers who were threatened by losing their property, their family, and even their lives. These believers who had already witnessed some of their friends desert the faith. These believers also were the ones, let me get my paper, sorry, who probably felt forgotten, forsaken by God, who were probably discouraged and disgusted as he exhorts them to keep on keeping on, to stand firm on the faith and to draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having their hearts sprinkled to, uh, to cleanse them from a guilty conscience and having their bodies washed with pure water and to hold unswervingly to the hope they professed for he who promised is faithful. He recalls the acts of the faithful. I'm not sure what you are facing today. I'm not sure what you are suffering through or what you went through just to be here today. I'm not sure who you left alone, who left you alone in your time of need, who mistreated you, who abused you. I'm not sure what you lost, what test or trial you are in or what dream hasn't been fulfilled in your life. But just like this author, I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on. Just as these faithful men in the Bible did when they faced impossible odds. But here in this chapter, the author not only recalls the faith, the faith of these saints, he also recalls the promises of a faithful God. The author recalls the promises of a God who cannot lie, a God who is faithful and just, a God who knows the end from the very beginning. He recalls God's promises of his keeping power, of his saving power, of his staying power, of his sustaining power, of his redeeming power, his forgiving power, his conquering power, his healing power. I could go on and on, but this is only a refresher course, so I got to stop. Y'all can read it for yourselves. But I suspect there is someone here today who already knows him as a promise keeper. I believe some of you already know him to be a savior, a deliverer, a healer. Some of you know him to be a provider and a sustainer and a keeper. You already know him as a good shepherd, your strong tower, your prince of peace, and your everlasting father. So the unknown author of the book of Hebrews reviews the foundational truths, reiterates what faith is, recalls the acts of the faithful and God's promises. And finally, he also speaks of the reward to the faithful. After he does a roll call of champions of the faith, he tells us in verses 39 through 40, these were all commended for their faith, 
yet none of them received what they had promised, what, what had been promised. Since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Now, wait a minute. This doesn't sound like a reward. Verse, in fact, verse 39 explicitly says that none of them received what they had been promised. Elect Lady Chanel, what in the world are you talking about today? What reward are you talking about? And why would you build us up only to let us down, buttercup? I'm glad you asked. Remember what the author reiterates in verse 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Well then, verse 40 makes more sense. It says, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Since this is just a refresher, I suspect that most of you already know where I'm going with this. I suspect you already know what the author is talking about when he said God had something better planned for us, meaning the faithful saints, both then and even today. I think you already know what better plans he had. But in case you have forgotten, in a case you simply don't know, I got you. After all, this is a faith refresher. You thought that when God saved you from the crack house, that that was something. But I'm here to tell you to hold on. There's something better. You, God blew your mind when he healed your body from cancer. But I want to encourage you to just wait because there's something much better. You thought God did something when he turned your situation around but you keep on holding on because something better is coming you were amazed how God kept your mind when you should have lost it but honey just you wait because there's something even better you were overcome with joy when he brought your prodigal child back home but calm down for a minute there's something even better coming let me make it personal right now I could hardly contain myself when God brought me peace to my mind and brought me out of my depression. And I'm grateful for that. But because the way my faith is set up, I know that there's something exceedingly better than that. What is it that you ask? What could be even better than my prodigal child coming home or my body being healed? Well, I'm glad you asked. The creator of the heavens and the earth came down from glory and wrapped himself in the flesh of men. He performed miracles, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he delivered those who were bound. And even after all of that, they recognized him not as the savior. And just like the Old Testament prophet said, he was despised and rejected by men. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised by our iniquities and for the chastisement of my peace. Woo. Was upon him and by his stripes. I'm healed. And even all of that, they hung him up on the cross until he died for your sins and for mine. They buried him, but he got up on the third day with all power in his hands. And if that wasn't enough, what in the world am I talking about? What reward am I talking about? Why? Oh, why? Oh, why? Oh, why? Oh, why? What are you talking about, Lady Chanel? Here it is. Here it is. If we remain faithful, all believers that is, if we remain faithful and stand firm on our faith, if we continue to hold on to his word, one day he's coming back again for every believer. One day he's coming back and I'm glad about it. One day 
He will take us to a place where there's no more sickness, no more suffering, and no more sin. 2 Timothy 2, 11, 12 says, For if we died with him, we also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. That's what I'm looking forward to. I don't know about y'all, but I'm looking forward to my reign with him. So if you don't know now, you know. All right, all right. Just like the author of this book, we have reviewed the foundational truths of our faith, reiterated the definition of faith, recalled the acts of the faithful and of God's purposes, promises, and finally, we looked at the reward of the faithful. I know that I've given my introduction three points, and I'm heading to my conclusion, just like Pastor has taught me. But at the end of a refresher course, there's always a test. Are y'all ready? Y'all ready for this test? It's very simple. If you are faithful, there's only one proper response. What's that response, you ask? It's only one. That is to rejoice. I said rejoice. Hallelujah, I said rejoice. That's the test, that's it. It's to rejoice. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Rejoice again, I said rejoice. Hallelujah, he's worthy. He's worthy of the highest praise. Hallelujah. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us rejoice his name together. Hey, God, thank you, thank you. Rejoice with me. Rejoice. That's enough. I think you got it, so I'm going to take my seat. But when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, hallelujah. Hey, God. Woo. I got to go. I got to come now. Jesus, I don't know about you, but God's been so good to me. I'm, God's been so good to me. Woo! When I get too excited, Pastor, he, he looks at me and he says, Chantel. That's what he calls me. Chantel, calm down. Control yourself. And I calm down. But guess what? He's not here today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's worthy. He's worthy. Rejoice. Rejoice. Hallelujah. Y'all better quit. Thank you. I'm gone. I'm gone. Goodbye. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Rejoice. Rejoice in the world. Always. Bible says that even the angels in heaven rejoice when just one, just when one person, amen, is converted. Amen, somebody. All it takes is one person in heaven. And the Bible says that the angels of heaven begin to rejoice. My Bible also teaches me that faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. And did not we receive a word from God on today? Oh, y'all can do better than that. 
So there may be someone here that's just ready to give their life to Christ. Based on the word that they heard on today. Because that faith that you are feeling now that God is calling you with came from that word that you have just heard. And if you feel that God is pricking your heart right now, you've never given your life to Jesus. But God is pricking your heart right now saying, come on. Why don't you come? If you're in the house today and you have never given your life to Jesus, raise your hand in the air and wave it like you just don't care. Or wave it like you do care. Because someone will come to you and walk you through the process of how you can be saved. But first you had to have the word. But then comes that pricking of your heart. And I'd like to share with someone that you don't want to leave here after God done pricked your heart and said, come on. And you talk about, I got you next week, Lord. Because I, I share with you this all the time. Tomorrow's not promised. Matter of fact, the next minute is not promised. Rut roll, the next second is not promised. There's someone right now that's, that's, that's left this place. But you have an opportunity to get it right, right now. If you're here today and you want to give your life to Christ, just put your hand in the air. Someone will come. We won't put you on front street. We're going to walk you through this thing called faith. If you're online and you're listening right now and you want to give your life to Christ, just put it in the comments section. We've got folks watching right now. They will contact you and walk you through how you can become a part of the family. I'm not talking about the Mount Calvary family. I'm talking about the family of God. Amen, somebody. We're all one in Christ Jesus. Then the second call, you may have been led here by God. And God has led you to, to participate and be a part of this body of Christ, the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church. We call ourselves Calvary Nation. Amen, somebody. If God has led you here by his Holy Spirit to plant you here to be a part of this church, put your hand in the air. If he's led you here to join this congregation, Put your hand in the air. Someone will come and get your information. If he's led you here, we need you here. We want you here. Even if you're online and you're, you're listening and I don't care where you're at. You might be in Colorado. You might be overseas. But if God has led you to participate and be a part of this congregation, put it in the comment section. We could use you over there in Great Britain. Amen, somebody. We can use you in Paris, London, because we might want to come visit. Just put it in the comment section. Someone will get with you. Amen. Put those blessed hands together and thank God once again for that mighty word that we have received on today. Amen. Just for a brief moment before we dismiss, I, I want to remind you uh, 
that we, we still are taking offering here. Amen, somebody. The church can't roll on without folks doing their part by way of giving. Amen, somebody. These lights cost money. This microphone costs money. Amen, somebody. And it costs to do ministry. It costs to bless folks that are in need of a blessing. We have some ways that you can do it. You can text to give. Amen. That's 855-908-0710. You can even use Cash App. That's my thing. Dollar sign M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. But then you can go to Givelify, tap, give, and done. But if you have your offering here today, there will be deacons waiting for you as we exit this place. Let the church say amen. And before benediction, uh, Deacon Worthen have um, some information about the men's ministry, and then I'll be back with the benediction. Amen. Good morning, Mount Calvary. I just want to reiterate the clip that was shown earlier, and I'm here on behalf of the men's ministry. What that clip was emphasizing, starting the third Monday of each month, we'll have man cave discussion, where men will come together, discuss issues, problems that we are experiencing as men. Again, that's the third Monday of each month, 7 o'clock, and it will be on Facebook Live. So if you have issues, you have problems, you have concerns as a man, and you want to have it discussed or see other men discuss issues that they have that may be similar to what you are going through, tune in, Facebook Live, third Monday of each month on Facebook Live. Thank you for your time and attention. our new members membership class at one o'clock amen and we did have a young lady that decided that she wants to participate and be a part come on of Mount Calvary Nation amen let's thank God for her amen let us stand and be dismissed God is good now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. Amen. You are dismissed. Please follow the directions of our ushers. Amen.
I know what Trinitarian is. Right. So it's Nick and Nick. Don't be mean to me. Don't be mean to me. Just trying to deal with everything.